One more. Oh. Oh, everyone, bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and hey, yo, welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast, pot of the everyman, pot of the Chicos. I'm Jordan, here with my boy Drew. Drew, sir, welcome to episode 75. 75? Yeah. We're quarter century short of 100. Uh, I mean, I could have listened to him say A.O. for another 10, 20 minutes straight. Yeah, man, sad week. Sad uh, week. Little, little bit of, little bit of our childhood goes away. He was, he was honestly the, the wrestler that got me into wrestling. Um, yeah, for anyone who isn't in the, in the know, so Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon, passed away a couple days ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which crazy. He got what a hip replacement, and then a couple days later had blood clots, and yeah. then he went back in the hospital and never never came out. So yeah, man. Rest in peace to Scott Hall. Um, just a couple thoughts. Like I said, he was kind of the my favorite. He was my first favorite wrestler. Um, as Razor Ramon, probably nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety three. That's about right. Um, the the Intercontinental title matches between him and Shawn Michaels were amazing. Um, as a kid, my sister, oddly enough, was a uh, in this parade as like a Pitt Pantherette little cheerleader. And they, I forget what the heck kind of, I, I don't, why was there a parade? I don't know. But we <laughs> went down in downtown Pittsburgh and Razor Ramon was like the headliner of the parade. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So like, He's out there, like everyone's on the sidewalks, and he's in the middle of the street. My dad's like, like he's sitting in the back of like some kind of, some kind of sports car. I don't know. My dad's like, go out and shake his hand. Just run out in the street. And we're like, no, no. And like one other kid did, and then like my dad didn't even have to say anything. We just like me and my brother sprinted out there. <laughs> oh yeah, we ran out there. He he had like all these gold rings all over his hands and stuff. We shook his hand. It was That's so awesome. cool. Yeah. So I mean, we were obviously hooked. I've never even heard that story. You told me somebody like. Are you serious? Stories. You leave all these like entertaining things, any t- entertaining stories, relationships. <laughs> you just you just fill my life with with just boredom. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. I'm sorry. You never heard that. But so I mean, obviously from there, I love the guy. Um, the ladder matches, everything was so good. Um, he uh, he inspired my favorite move in the swimming pool. I always did the razors. I was always like. I, I grew like probably three grades ahead of, of the grade I was actually in. So I was always huge. So I would just do the razor's edge to like my, my brother and my little sister <laughs> in the swimming pool. Nice. Just cr- crush their backs. Nice. And nice. also he's the probably the probably only reason. the growth of, of both of them, but that's okay. <laughs> Makes sense now. Pool concussions were a thing. <laughs> um, he's, and honestly, he's probably the only reason why I, I tuned in at WCW at all. Because... I was like, yeah, I, and I brought this up over. before. I was, yeah, I was like loyal to WWF, and I was like, nah, I ain't watching WCW. I ain't watching like all the guys that went over there. I was like, I'm not watching. And then he and, and Kevin Nash went over there and used their real names, and I was like, oh. So I started tuning in, and it was you know the, all the too sweet stuff, and oh my gosh, that that was fun. Yeah, it was so cool. I, uh, yeah, he. I, I, 
the earliest or the coolest memory I still remember just vividly watching was Monday Night Raw. Uh, back when it was an hour, and he lost to the one, two, three, or he was the lightning kid back then, who's, you know, became the one, two, three kid, six, and uh, he's known as Sean Waltzman. Uh, and I'm just like, and this is when I'm still a kid, I'm like, ah, oh, this stuff's like legit. I'm like, holy shit, this little dude just beat Razor Ramon, man. <laughs> that was like, that was like an infamous, that was when he was still a heel. That was infamous. Uh, I still, WrestleMania 10 with the ladder match was just awesome. Uh, with Shawn Michaels, still remember our Sunday afternoon. Oh, getting, so good! Getting, I think the only time I've ever had Little Caesars pizza uh, <laughs> was for that event. I just, I just, yeah, I just vividly remember that entire pay per view, and those guys just were great, and so was he. And yeah, man, when he, I, I, I remember freaking out to my my brother when, because uh, I, I mean, I never, I know, like, I know our, you know, our wrestling buddies. They used to subscribe, I think, to the dirt sheets, and it was before the internet was huge. Uh, but I never paid attention to that stuff back in like '95, '96. So I had no idea that you know he had left the WWF and then was going to WCW. And when he showed up and on that Nitro, I was just like yelling downstairs. I'm like, oh my! I was like, oh my god, Razor's on WCW! <laughs> I was just going nuts. And then he showed Kevin, up. are you saying this? Oh my god, this is so real! Oh my god, Diesel showed up! Oh my god, it's happening! And it's just so it's so crazy. He's like, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Uh, I was instantly Team NWO. I love, I loved, I loved like the bad guy stuff. So I couldn't care less about the uh, the good guys. I was all about them. Um, to this day, I'm still trying to find the original Outsiders T-shirt and will willingly spend up to five hundred dollars to to possess it. Hey, so. if you're listening to this and you're holding on to an outsider t-shirt, <laughs> you got a buyer. Oh god, I, the fact that WWE doesn't just have these like just print printing money. I I just need to be a marketer and just call these places and be like, listen, you need to do this, this, and this. You will make cash hand over fist. But uh, yeah, dude, it was just a shame. And I uh, again, he uh, you know he suffered from uh, alcoholism and depression. Got his then got his life together and. Uh, yeah, man, just shows life's life's too short sometimes. So you gotta enjoy it. Um, but yeah, cheers. Sometimes cheers. you just need to buckle up with with, with your one of your best bros and just make a pod, make a podcast once and for all. Yeah, man. I guess I guess that's one way to look at it for sure. <sighs> all right. So. Well, R.I.P. Uh, wanted to do a little razor tribute. And on that note, uh, why don't we get to the pleasantries, Drew? You ready? Sure. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, piece of ice in the way. All right, assume positions, everyone, for the world-famous two-brew salute. Three, two, one. All right, you go first, my man. Well, in honor, we are recording Wednesday night. Uh, in honor of 316. Yeah, Gundam, give it to Steve me. Steve Austin's Broken Skull, baby. <laughs> give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, you know now what I, gotta I got to find the uh, the lager comes out or came out today, so now I got to find that. I had one beer. What? I had two El Segundo Broken Skulls. What? what? That's me. I got one too, bro. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, three sixteen. Don't trust anybody. Anybody, man. Yeah, another. Uh, God, we we gotta we just gotta we gotta start uh, our podcast umbrellas and just get like a old school old school WWE WCW pod going. <laughs> uh, I, well th- those are out there i doubt we could do better than them i disagree <laughs> i think we can do a thousand times better than everybody oh my gosh um okay i'm a peacock bro you gotta let me fly gotta let me fly uh i i let you fly every day every week 
There's no there's no holding you back. Now nah, you're always stifling me. Okay. I'm I'm not Mrs. Tomofsky, okay? Hey, hey. We're saying things that aren't true. I had to think about that for a second. I was like, I don't know, my mom's pretty supportive of me, so I think <laughs> I don't I, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but I, I get it. Uh, the old it. ball and chain. The yeah. old ball and chain. Yeah. All right. Um so let's get into the boxing weekend that was and wow, what a weekend. Whew. Um it was we we had to seem like total clowns. We were Wood Conlon. We were like, yeah, we might watch it. I don't know if you got something better to do. Go, you know, go do that. Wow, probably fight of the fight year, of the KO year. of the year. Yeah, like it's, I don't see how anybody's gonna. Maybe uh, Valdez Stevenson maybe touches this um, coming up here in a few weeks and month. But geez, oh Pete, what a friggin' fight this was. I uh, I was over my dad's. Um, and it was, of course, like March Madness and everything, and uh, like Championship Week. And I'm like, Dad, uh, l- l- let me let me log into this DAZN app on your TV. I was like, I just kind of want to peek in on this boxing match and see how it goes down. Holy moly, we were entertained, man! This they were there were times, and and so we didn't have the live cards, but I even tweeted out at times where it looked like Hagler Hearns, where they were just sitting in the pocket at range, no just. Just throwing, and these aren't like like they, like they're one twenty sixers, but like these guys got some pop. It's not like your typical yeah, lighter weights you. where you know you're throwing a thousand punches, landing fifty percent, and there's no fear of a knockout. I'm looking at you, Chocolatito. <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean these guys were hurting each other, and it was well right off the bat. I mean, in, in the in the final moment of round one, Conlon puts Wood down, and Wood does not look like he's going to survive round two and Conlon comes out and batters him again in round two and it's like th- this is not making it to the end of round two and wood survives and it's like okay well Conlon clearly has this guy hurt he's up three going into round three like uh he, he looks like he's gonna have a substantial lead and he did but Wood would kind of gathered himself around like round five six ish and started winning a few rounds yeah um right you at were, least they were, were... Clo- they they at least looked closer than the first the first half ish of the fight yeah um so uh you know fight goes on again and again it's some give and take give and take um i'd say conlon was up pretty comfortably going into round 11 um and again wood had the belt from beating Zukon. But as we said last week, Conlon was the favorite at a clip of, of about minus 160. So, mm-hmm. you know, almost a coin flip, but he, he was the favorite, even though he did not have the belt. Um, and he was up probably three or four going into round 11. Uh, and then Wood just just reaches back and, and puts Conlon down in round 11. Yeah, which was a little, little debate. I think we... We saw it from different angles, and initially, I thought it was a slip. I thought, I thought there was definitely a slip element to it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but Wood, you're saying you you saw it from more angles, and you said yeah, you're from your take. Wood definitely made contact with them. He definitely made contact, but like Conlon was already like in the process Slightly of slipping going down from the slip, and then Wood makes contact to basically put him down 
And so, like, the referee was a little bit tied in that situation. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of had to call the knockdown. I mean, even even if he just brushes him, like, you you, you have to call the knockdown because yeah. who's to say he would have went down from the slip if not for the contact and vice versa? Who's to say he wasn't going down anyway? I don't know. You, you The ref pretty much had to call the – and yeah. the replays pretty much showed that. Um, so – that that really tightened up the score. I at that point I thought it was Conlon up one or By two going go, one or two going into the final round. I was I wasn't I wasn't keeping score, so I, I wasn't sure. That was just kind of the feel I had was like Conlon was still up by a round or two, but if he got knocked down again in round twelve, it was it was anybody's ball game at that point. Right. Um <laughs> and sure enough <laughs> KO of the year in round twelve. Uh, you know they're they're battling, and you said that they showed was it on replay or live? That I did uh, corner. I just saw it on, and maybe take it for what it's worth. Uh, I I mean I saw it on Twitter being like the corner. Um, the corner was telling him that he was down and needed a knockout to win. Yeah, which was wild because that that could not have been true he there was no way he was down he at best well there was there was no way he needed a knockout to win no 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 there was no way he needed a knockout to win so so basically enter the 12th and conlin is engaging wood is reaching back to fire and sure enough um wood it has conlin you know great combinations in, in like the latter half of the fight, great combinations that he piled up eight and 10 punch combinations. And he got into one of those modes where he was firing combinations. Got him and the temple. Con- Conlon was up against the ropes. Um, it was Conlon was, did a really good job ducking way down and bobbing and weaving. Uh, and he made, he made wood miss a lot that way throughout the fight. Yeah. And this time he bobbed right into a right hand, like Drew said, just said, right in the temple, out cold on his feet. But he was bent over since he was bent over bobbing and weaving, so nobody could see his face. So Wood fires off another three or four, which hit basically the top of the head. And then by the time Conlon's legs catch up with the fact that he's knocked out, it basically propels himself back through the ropes, flying backwards into the front row. Onto the concrete. Was um, it? Did he go into the concrete, or did his like? I thought. I thought he he knocked him out, and is like right into his corner men. Like his corner men were there to catch him. I I didn't see the replay. I didn't see the replay. They never was, really showed that part. He of was it he was de- he was propelled from the ring either way. It it it. I don't think the corner men were there. I think okay. I I maybe they were, but I the problem was there was a huge delay afterwards because. They everyone wanted to make sure he was okay, and that's yeah. why I think he fell on the concrete. And there were there was a lot of people tweeting about, oh, they need to put pads around the ring. We can't have people hit their head on the concrete after getting knocked out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I mean, Joe Smith Jr. did that to Bernard Hopkins. I think he hit his head on the concrete. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. And people were kind of referencing that too. Now I don't know if, like you said, I don't know if that means that's what happened, but. Wow, I mean, it was a little bit of a scary scene just to make sure he was okay. Uh, yeah. spo- spoiler alert, he was okay. Um, but even Wood was just like calming the crowd down, 
just you know kind of letting them know and it was it was a, a british guy versus an irishman and it, they were they were in england so mm-hmm. the crowd was was pumped he was trying to calm them down to make sure conlon was okay um and and once a, you know conlon made it back to the locker room and was talking and you know they they got to see each other afterwards and shake hands and and hug and whatnot and then conlon went to the hospital to be checked out and everything um, he already wants a rematch. He said he's okay. He said let's do let's run it back. <laughs> um, just w- uh, like that's the reason you watch boxing is what we saw there. Yeah, and there's just a great example of like let's just get out of this when a guy loses a zero, he's he's washed in trash mindset because you know Collins a good young fighter. You know I think that was his seven was that se- his seventeenth fight I think something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean you know he's winning and he just you know he just. Uh, he just gets caught in the in the twelfth, and it round. wasn't a fluke. It was a great fight. Like yeah, you can't amazing. punish yeah, people for taking fight. great fights. Yeah, yeah, tremendous. Like that's what happens. Like when instead of just you know fighting tomato cans and beefing up your resume to be twenty eight, twenty nine, and zero, you know you go you go in there against a veteran champion, um, you know for a world title in your sixteenth, seventeenth fight. You know you might lose. Like it just is what it is. So but yeah, great, great fight. I still really like Conlon. I. I think this is his weight class. I don't know that we'll, you know, I don't know that he'd have much success if he moves up the ladder, but you know, we'll we'll surely see. Uh, and for Lee Woodman, I, well, <laughs> I'll be I'll be curious to see where he goes from here. Um, how do you think he stacks up against Navarrete? Oh, I, I was hoping you were going to say that. I mean, you you would think that the fight would go very similarly to what we just saw, right? I mean, I don't know, not saying he would knock out Navarrete, but like, just like a hellacious, right match, right? Like, right? neither guy playing much defense. Somebody's gonna get knocked out. Yeah. Um. I would. I, I. I mean, it feels like that's kind of maybe not the next step, but gotta be close, right? <sighs> yeah i mean i mean the thing about that is too th- this was a matchup of um top rank versus um was he uh match- the zone match- yeah, yeah i mean it's it's not the zone it's matt i mean i think it's match i think right, match right. is ultimately the promotion and they work with the C- zone. Cor- correct I, 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 I was just i was just taking shortcuts yeah you're, so you're i think right. yeah. i think well I, I don't i'm assuming I, I don't i don't you know i mean you know if you well, if you want real re- if you want accurate research this isn't the podcast for you I love when you say that. So yeah, so I think he's with Matchroom, which again you'd have that for, uh, you'd have yeah you'd have to go. I think this was you know this was a mandatory uh, that went the purse bid, so I don't. Uh, that's why you know it's easier to make that fight. So I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather see Wood Navarrete or Navarrete Lara. Who? Yeah, uh, he he fought. On, was that the same card? Yeah, we talked Am about I thinking, it a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, okay. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and and oh, that's right. Yeah, and he he had a, uh, produced a knockout too, right? At the buzzer. Yeah. At the buzzer Ooh. down 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 on the scoreboard at the buzzer for the win. Nice. So so um, yeah, I mean maybe that's yeah yeah you're right maybe Navarat. I mean our our boy he's he's not he's like slowed down his Navarate pace yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, like I mean, we're not going to see Santa Cruz. I don't because PB. I think Santa Cruz is PBC. Yeah, I mean, he fights he on Showtime. I mean, whatever they, you know, they're a little. I I don't see you don't see those guys fighting out of uh, promotions as much as some of these other companies. 
But that's why if you want to unify that division, like you got to go, you know, Navarrete's got to get get in the mix there. Yeah. So um, be funny either way. Either matchup would be be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was good. Like I said, what what a treat. We weren't expecting it. Um, if you have the zone, go back and watch the replay. Uh, the Canelo fight's coming up. If you don't have the zone, so you might want to get it anyway. But uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say more more likely we probably get Warrington. Would that's what I was thinking, yeah. Warrington? Uh, I quite frankly, I forgot, I forgot about the, I forgot. I keep forgetting about him. Yeah, um, yeah, that I don't know. That's that's what I was thinking. I, I like your matchups better. Um, oh, for sure. Um, all right, so that was the weekend that was, um, weekend here coming up. Uh, <laughs> the only thing worthwhile now is ESPN's putting on a card, um, Saturday night. And it's basically to showcase the young guns. Yep. Um, Ed, the Edward monster. Berlinga, the monster. He's back from his bicep injury. Um, and this is going to be in the Hulu Theater, right? The Garden? The Hulu Theater? I would but, imagine it's the I, Hulu I believe theater. it is. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Edgar's the headliner. Is he co-headlining with Xander? The house that Tio built. Yeah. Is he is he uh, headlining co-headlining with? Xander? I mean, I'm sure he's the main event, but uh, yeah. And yeah. then Xander's again. I don't. They're putting these guys to use your phrase. They're putting these guys up against tomato cans. Um, yeah, ten round, it's, eight it's, round fights. Yeah, it's just more so just to show their talent and keep, kind of keep the flow going. Yeah, keep keep fill them busy. The week, fill up the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. So so Xander's fighting. Uh, it's he's Quincy he's, Lavalias. He's he's a uh, he's a clinic to watch. Um, he's still he's still going one fifty. I, I, when when he starts fighting, I gotta get that man. I need to start spreading my funds around more. Uh, okay, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but uh, I don't know what you're trying hard. to say. Uh, I got I gotta get that Xander FTWR brand uh, hoodie. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that'd be good. I gotta get that. But like, I I, I wonder what uh, when he starts fighting big time guys, twelve round fights. I, I wonder what weight he's gonna settle out. Uh, what's he Start, at now? I mean, he's he's fighting one fifty four now. I mean, you know, last year he's at one forty seven. Not even a full year. I mean, he was boxing at one forty seven. So I wonder when he's wonder when he gets into form and starts getting real competitive with some other guys. If he's at one sixty at that point, he's so young. He you figure he probably is going to get to one sixty. Yeah. Well, eventually he'll move. Yeah. I mean, eventually he'll probably you know he'll probably be at one sixty eight where it is like prime. But yeah, I just when he just starts getting you know real legit competition, I'm just curious as to what weight class he uh, he goes at. But yeah, yeah, he's yeah we yeah the stock. It took you a couple fights to come around. We, not we, that I not that I wasn't coming around. You just were in on you just were in on him earlier than I did. Yeah, I just didn't you see thought him. I was overselling him a little bit. I'm uh, I'm gonna give you a couple of my shares of Xander stock though. You can have it. Okay, I mean I just didn't see him. I was like okay, and I then you didn't see him, Drew. I didn't uh, see him, Drew. And boy, we were. We I'll were give both. you a couple of stocks. I need a hoodie. Wah. That was good. That's not, that was pretty close to me. Um, yeah. I like that. And uh, yeah, we were both all over the the monster. <sighs> um, the speaking of the guy, we were both all over the businessman Keyshawn Davis. Uh, uh, cannot fight. Uh, what a non-COVID. Non-COVID. Virus? Yeah, I mean they, they didn't yeah. say what it was, but. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. He's, anytime, he's unfortunately he's out. So uh, anytime John I hear Don- non-COVID virus, I just think sexually transmitted disease. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> my, her- my herpes flared up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it, John John Balz. I always say his name. I think it's Balza. 
He was. It's basically he. He's uh, he's one forty. He's uh, he fought on the the Loma undercard, the Garden. So the guy with the blonde hair. Yeah. So he got his fight got bumped up to the main card with those two guys. Uh, Keyshawn's brother. I gotta I gotta watch his fight more. Kelvin Davis to know how how good Kelvin is. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, and then just the other fight that was supposed to happen, um, that's not happening. Virgil. Virgil Ortiz. Some kind of rare muscle injury that puts some kind of bad stuff into your blood. Yeah, um, and there's rumors that he was he was too heavy and whatever they were doing, it just rapidly inflamed whatever this is, this is. Yeah. So, um lo and behold, he's he we're not seeing I I like to call him the body snatcher cuz he is definitely yeah. top three body, um, body punching in, in the game yeah. right now. Uh, you know what? You know what? So who knows if we'll even see him in 2022, man. I mean, he hasn't <laughs> fought. I can't remember the last time he fought. Was it Rooker or what was that guy's name? Oh, no, he fought. No, he fought. Uh, me, me machine was the last guy that he fought. Okay. He fought hooker to fight hooker, uh, the fight before yeah. that. Yeah. So he yeah, fought yeah. me machine. Okay. I feel like that. I feel like that was in like, Jesus, like, june may or june of last year maybe i'm wrong but like yeah i mean some some of these young guys like they only fight they're only fighting twice a year and if they gotta fall out of the fight like they're just done and you don't see them for so long <laughs> guys gotta try to get more active yeah agreed so I mean, hopefully um, you know hopefully hopefully he heals up and gets better and we we get to see him back into the uh back into the fray so so like I said, some battle. not not huge matchups this week, but some exciting again on on ESPN. Uh, we got we got the, those two guys are are super uh, super exciting and fun to watch. So you want to want to be part of that? Yeah, uh, there's the gonna next, be a lot of a lot of NCA hoops on. So uh, yeah, hey next next week we got the return of uh, oh we got two we got the return of uh, Burchelt and we got uh, what do you call it? we got Warrington Warrington Martinez too. That's fun. Um, well, speaking now, that is say, for a belt. That is for the IBF uh, title. So he's already yeah. So yeah. So that probably is the the natural next fight. If he wins, if if Warrington wins the IBF title, then they'll have a unification with him and Lee Wood. Yeah. Damn. Dom. <sighs> well, let's talk, let's talk about NCAA hoops now. Then let's do it. The ball is tipped. I gotta say, man, the uh, my gumble boner is is in full full effect. Have you right seen now. this Corona Fully commercial erect. with Snoop Dogg and the uh, the blue the the uh, the former oh, the 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 former uh, college blue uh, players? No. Oh my God, it's so good! It's uh, they're out they're out on the beach and uh, it the like Devin Booker, Vince Carter. And Christian Leitner, one by one, come into the screen and start talking about why, why they're wearing, like, the blue of their school, right? So the Kentucky blue, the Carolina blue, the Duke blue. And they're saying why this is the best. And then you got, um, ah, gee, is it Sue Bird? No. Okay. Uh, I can't remember who the uh, the female. Uh, Swin Cash. What's that? Sue, Swin Cash, Sue Bird. Yeah, it might be Lisa Sue Bird. She put the, was she UConn? Um. Sue Bird? Yeah. Uh, I don't recall. It's a former that. UConn player. Ah, uh, I'm the worst. I'm sorry. But she comes in, she comes in at the end and goes, we uh, all know what the Maya real... Maya Moore? What... No, no. 
she goes you, you she goes we all know what the what the right uh what the what the what the true true best blue is you might say undefeated that's why i know it's yukon because yukon always goes undefeated um yeah she was yukon it's so good it's such a good and it's snoop dogg in the end so they definitely just just filmed those guys and then the, just the, the regular snoop dogg corona commercial so that got me that's even cool. more pumped because i'm like oh man you know i got my ronas now now i'll be seeing that while i'm drinking them there you go. Yeah. Um. Typically, I take off Thursday, Friday, and just just hunker down and watch hoops. I I, I am working Thursday, unfortunately. But wow. Well, I guess I'm working Friday too. But I'll be working from home, so I'll at least have the games on in the background. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Um. But man, I used to watch so much college basketball, and we, as you can tell, we barely talked about it on the podcast. I just I don't know the past couple of years I just watched less and less for no good reason at all just watching other stuff. Yeah, I feel um, like uh, hilariously as I'll use the word competitive very loosely. The more consistently competitive Seton Hall has been, which is our alma mater, the more I just watch Big East games versus yeah, same same yeah, yeah. versus spreading the wealth because I feel like I'm more invested in the Big East than I was you know over the last ten years. Yeah, same with me, man. Um, that's a good way to put it. But that doesn't stop us from making a bracket, obviously. That's right, man. So we're not going to go down through game by game. Um, oh, that's what you think. I'm not okay. I, we, we're both going to go down game by game, as I just said. Obviously, um, <laughs> no, we're not. We're not going to do that. I got. We're I gotta, not going to do gotta, that. I got. I got a challenge. Once we're done going through our kind of high level analysis here, though. Okay. So. Um, yeah, we didn't really talk this out, but I guess do we just, do we want to start off with final four teams. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah. So we'll talk final four. I'm a little I'm 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 semi chalk here. Uh, yeah, I got Arizona too. coming out of the South. Listen, I think they've been the most consistent team all year. I know their point guard just got hurt in the conference. Uh. The conference tournament. I don't know if I've seen an update on on his on his status, but you know, I think that I I, I think Zona's got the easiest path of all the number one teams, outside of having to play obviously the Seton Hall University in round two if they get the by U. TCU. But I, I like Zona in the South. Um, I got Auburn as a two seed coming out of the Midwest. That's Kansas's bracket. I don't know. Kansas just. They just never. They never make it as far. They as always they just underperform. Yeah, anytime they're a one seed, I feel like they always underperform. Uh, they're built for the Big Twelve uh, type of basketball, and when they get when they get into some of these games against other conferences, that can really score the basketball. Despite how you know solid their defense is against some offensively challenged Big Big Twelve schools, and that that hurts them. So I, I I've got Auburn. I got can I I have Kansas going out in the Sweet Sixteen to Providence. Oh, wow. In the in the in the West, I reluctantly have Gonzaga. I I think they go out early. I just I don't know who it is that gets them. As good as the team is, I, I feel like last year was the year. You know, they had a lot of really good players, but Suggs was just that like pros pro that put them over the edge. I I, re- I always forget what this freshman's name is. Who's going to be the number one pick most likely? 
I don't know. He he doesn't do it for me. Like he's he's seven two. He he weighs like ninety pounds. Like when you you saw him against Duke when he went up against some like faster, more physical athletes, he he was just a a non factor. So I I don't know. I as much as I'd love to see the Zaggies and few finally get one, I I don't really see it. And coming out of the East, I uh, I like number two Kentucky. I I think Son that I think they have. This is a year where they actually have a good mix of really, really solid defense. But from an offensive perspective, you know, I, I think they're one of the most efficient teams in the country. Uh, I think they shoot. I think their overall field goal percentage is like fifty-three percent, something crazy like that. For, for college, from college basketball perspectives, they got some guys that can knock down threes. I, I just like them. I feel like I feel like the last few years they've either been really good defensively and struggled to score, or vice versa. And I just think they got the right combination this year. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, this is this is a little bit anticlimactic because same squat, have- same four, same four. Wow. Um here's here's really? my thoughts. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, looks like looks looks like we're we're definitely getting the ninth and tenth pick. So you're in the fantasy draft. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably don't want to make <laughs> Caveat. Asterisk. I have sucked at these things for ten years. And that's including back when I used to watch one or two college games a night. Yeah. Like I just I just can't pick these anymore. The best I ever did was the first bracket I ever picked. 1998, I filled one out. I took the number four seed, I think they were the four seed, Utah, to win it all. Andre Miller, Mike Doliak, Keith Van Horn. My dad called me crazy. The coach, Rick Majerus. They made it to the final against all odds. I had a chance to, like, win whatever pool. And lo and behold, they lost. I, I think to, who won in 98? Was that the Wildcats, the Arizona, that year? Mike Bibby? Maybe beating Kentucky, probably. No Utah. I it was whoever Utah played. Um. Anyway, Didn't Kentucky. Here, I thought Kentucky beat Utah. Did they? Okay. And I thought Arizona beat Kentucky. I could have that flipped. Maybe you're right. Uh whatever the case was, that's Either the best or. I ever. 1998 was the best I ever did. And then my typical is like I I make picks and it's like I bomb the first round, the second round, like the Saturday I get myself back into it. And then Sunday, I like need by the end of Sunday, I need a very specific scenario for the final four. And then it doesn't come through. <laughs> like that's 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 my typical. But even the past like five years, I can't even get that far. So it's a pretty bad sign for you that we have the same final four. But my thoughts were um, Gonzaga. Uh, I'm going to take them simply because we both agreed that last year was their best chance, which means they're going to shove it in my face because that's what happens. Arizona, I actually watched them once or twice and was just impressed with their movement with and without the ball. Um, Auburn, I didn't really watch them, but I was just impressed how they just kept winning tough games. I know they stumbled a little bit down the stretch. stretch, And as we said, Kansas just never seems to actually – one year I took Kansas to win it all, and I think they won. But again, that's like that was the outlier. Um, and then Kentucky, uh, I, I just wanted to go SEC heavy. And funny enough, my neighbor is from Kentucky. He's a big Kentucky fan. Oh, so that's I, right. I remember that. I, I kind of tangentially like follow them, like on the sly. So, and again, I didn't watch a ton of them, but I just knew I like I I was box score warrioring their season. So I wanted to 
kind of take them far as well. Box so score in their season, it's great. Yeah. If you're gonna say box score word, you gotta at least give Adam credit. <laughs> uh, whatever. So that that's what I did. So um, I'm a little bit hesitating on who I have here for for the championship, but you you go first. Uh, I have Kentucky Arizona with Kentucky winning. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I have Gonzaga Auburn with Gonzaga winning. I don't like that at all. Me either. <laughs> oh man! I, I honestly, when I filled it out, I, I wanted to have Kentucky winning it all. So I'll have nine. You'll have ten. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to have Kentucky winning it all, but I forgot that as I filled it out. Okay. So, in my final rewrite, I will probably do. You said you did Kentucky Arizona. I did, yeah. With Arizona winning it. Kentucky. Or, oh damn it! That's what I like. Yeah, dude. Um, dude, maybe. Well, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna love you're gonna love my surprise here. We're gonna we're gonna win millions. Well, I'll probably keep I'll I'm probably gonna switch it to Kentucky Arizona for all of my non Seton Hall brackets, and I'll just keep this for my Seton Hall probably what I'll, what I'll gotcha. do. Gotcha. All right. Um, here Seton Hall, Seton Hall friends pool. The Seton Hall University. Uh, some fun some fun matchups I kind of like here. Uh. I like Texas Virginia Tech in the first. I think Virginia Tech is one of those teams. Usually, like this is the type of team that you know is a bubble-ish team and then makes a big run in the conference tournament and wins. But they get overseeded and they end up having to play like one of those like smaller mid-major schools that just you know execute well and you know didn't have to play a grueling conference tournament like four days before and they crap out but i actually like that they got seated as like an 11 versus putting them in as a five and having to play like you know sister jean i think i think the Hokies. uh shout out to tori i think they're gonna make a little run here i got them going to the sweet 16 i do too (laughs) this is bad this is bad this is <laughs> real bad, real bad. We're sorry for all the teams that we're picking. You guys are doomed. And a lot of this had to do with I'm not picking. I'm just not picking the Big Ten at all. Big, no, I have them either. failing out miserably. Yep. But I kind of like them. I mean, again, they got to get past Texas first. Uh, but I kind of like them there. Uh, a potential second round matchup. I like Carolina Baylor. Like if Carolina can Ooh, beat Marquette, which I think they will. Uh, like Carolina is just so Jekyll and Hyde. If they're making shots, which, you know, hilariously, that's for any team. If their guards are making shots. If they're making more shots than the other team. Than the other team, they're going to win, yeah. But if their guards are really, you know, really knocking down jump shots and opening it up for for Baycott and um, I can't believe I forget the starts with an M, the the stretch four that transferred this year. Don't ask me. I think it's Manic. Uh, Like, and it opens, it just opens up the floor for those guys. Man, like. Car- I I I think Carolina can beat Baylor. I I don't have I don't have it in the bracket because I just you know I'm not 100 percent that they're going to beat Marquette, but I think that's a fun little matchup. Ohio State Sister Jean. I, I got Sister I got Sister Jean rolling into the Sweet 16. I got them beating Ohio State, and then I I got really? them ups- I got them upsetting Villanova. Villanova, like I don't think Nova has that talented of a team this year. I think just like all Jay Wright teams, they don't beat themselves and they execute. And when you go up, when you go up against another team that does that, you know, I think it's a toss-up game, and I kind of like, I kind of like Sister Jean to pull off a. Oh, wait a minute! I just looked at my page. I have, I, I don't have him in the Sweet Sixteen, but I have Loyola Chicago beating Ohio State as oh, well. Oh yeah, well that's a no-brainer. Fuck the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> 
but I really, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I well, think that doesn't, gonna, that doesn't dovetail well with what I was going to say. But I will that. say, if, if, if they get into the Sweet 16 three straight years, I, I, I you're going to have to send someone down here to check on me because my just complete, like, lack, my support of the Pirates are just, is just going to get on the shitter. <laughs> Wait, Loyola like, Chicago has made the Sweet 16 two years in a row? Yeah, because they cut, if you don't count, because the, because the COVID year. I think the year before, didn't I, they? Didn't they go to the final four in nineteen? I'll 19? take your word for it. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I think I, they went to the this, final. This four is also 19. the least amount of actual research I've done on a bracket, by the way. Oh, I could be wrong. Maybe it was eighteen, but I thought so they. Maybe went this to isn't the, the podcast for you if you want. Actual <laughs> I think they went to the final four in twenty nineteen. In twenty twenty, it was COVID, and then last year they beat Illinois to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Um. So I have them winning, but I have Villanova in my Elite Eight. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I will say, though, if Ohio State gets past Loyola Chicago, that's a game in Pittsburgh. And so that is equidistant between Columbus and Philly. Uh, that's not true. Columbus is actually eh. a, a fraction closer. Um, Columbus is about three-ish hours, and Philly's about five-ish hours. But... If those two teams, Ohio State and Villanova, meet in the second round, I think both fan bases are going to just show out in Pittsburgh, and it is just going to be like an insanely raucous crowd That's for that awesome. game. So, so that, you, the, you got you got you got Nova beating Tennessee, or do you have Tennessee going out early? I got Nova beating Tennessee. Wow, they're like Tennessee's like that sneaky trendy pick right now. I know they are, but so. I just I just feel like Villanova Fortune five hundred. I just feel like they just. All right, let's let's relax. They on just that. went on. I, they just went on culture. I, I just I, don't I just know. don't like that guy and his stupid nicknames because half of them are like a joke. <laughs> They're just a joke. I'm just like, okay, guy. Uh, so hopefully, I, by by all means, like make as much money as you can on those t-shirts you sell. But your shit's awful. Um, you're you're just a hater. I am. I really what, am. What a anyone, anyone that's having fun doing what I want to be doing for a living, I just hate on. <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? This is great. Uh, the other first round, the other first round game, I've got circled. I got S, like San Diego State Creighton is a sneaky eight nine game because I really think Creighton gives Kansas a run for their money I, if they can get past San Diego State. I have Kansas beating Creighton, but I, you know, I, I, yeah, again, that's a team that if they get hot from three. I don't know that Kansas can score enough to keep up with them. I have San Diego State winning, and I just okay. now realized I have all eight seeds winning, which, what are the odds? Yeah, honestly, I mean, though, like, sometimes I feel like I'd rather do that because, I mean, wh- like, typically what I do is I pick a mix, and then I just miss them all. Yeah. Whereas if I just pick all eights, like, I'll probably get at least two. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other, the other team that I have, I almost have them go into the Final Four. I think people are down on them this year. I don't know why, because I feel like they've been top 10 all season. I got UCLA making some noise in the East bracket. I do as well. I got them in the Elite Eight. I, I it's unfortunate well. they got matched. I was going to have them in the finals, depending on where they were uh, positioned. I, w- I was I was too, Drew. Yeah, I'd probably... I, I was going to take them Final Four, but, but we're, I, 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 I say we take our 401Ks and we put it all in these brackets. We're so similar right now. It's gonna be, <laughs> it, it, We're going. We're going. It's going to happen. Um... But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just like Kentucky. I just think Kentucky's got it uh, this year. But yeah, I, I like UCLA, dude. They got shot makers, and I, I always call him, I always call him Jin Yang from Silicon Valley. But I guess it's Donnie Juzang. Is it Jin Zhao? Jinzu? 
Johnny Juzang, isn't it? Juzang, whatever the hell it is. He's really good. Uh that goofy that goofy center that looks like like just a, a more muscular, tall version of McLovin. Uh <laughs> Like the act, like the actor when he's got the mustache and everything with the headband. He's a good player. That little point guard just draws fouls and takes like bullshit charges. I, I just like the way they play, so I I, I like I the do too. Um, yeah. Any other any other teams? Yes. that you got circled here. Magic. Yes. We could have a potential Michigan State Duke matchup. Um, yeah, I have that. Um, I didn't go. I didn't go with the trendy Davidson seven ten upset. Neither did I, but. Speaking of Duke, though, I was gonna go there because this is this is a thing. I I doubt you'll have this. I've got Texas Tech beating Duke too. I have Alabama beating Duke. <laughs> All right, I I I I I always I always pick Texas Tech to go to the sweet to like the Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight. Um, I just Alabama was so good early in the year, and then they yep. kind of faded down their conference stretch where. Again, not watching a ton of games. I box. I just box scored Warrior a lot of their a lot of the season, and so I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna take them. Like I, I think that like they, if they refine their stride, like they're they're gonna get they could give Texas Tech and Duke fits. But yeah, they're, they're another Jekyll and Hyde team. You know, like they like they they were they like kind of sucked at points, and then they kind of were awesome at points. So you know, I've watched a ton of Duke too. I just I just can't read them. Like if you if you told me they won the national title this year, I wouldn't be shocked. If you told me they went out in the second round, I wouldn't be shocked. Like yeah. it's just odd. Um, yeah. They got a ton of I think they got a ton of NBA talent on the team. Uh, well, it just goes to show, like a team like Virginia Tech gets hot and beats them. Like yeah. that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and like Alabama had a better year than Virginia Tech outside of the conference tournament. So yeah, I like. Agree. And same with Texas Tech, so I I, th- I think those are good picks. Nice, I like them. I like them, but I, like I will them. say my I, I was looking at the futures, you know, Sweet Sixteen odds, Elite Eight odds, and everything, and I, I was trying to find a nugget. I couldn't find a nugget other than what I'm most comfortable with. And we'll probably put a couple shekels on it. Is Kentucky to make the Elite Eight was minus one ten, and I'm like, okay, just. Minus one ten is solid. That's kind of like your standard odds. Yeah, I'll just take like give me like a bajillion dollars on that. Like, and I mean they might lose. I mean who, who like who are they going to lose to? Texas or VT or Purdue? Probably not. I don't know. Murray State. I don't know. Murray State has thir- what thirty wins, thirty and two. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Huh. What would be mad? Just be impressed. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, anyway, so um. Now we're going to uh, announce that we are running a pool uh, free. Get in. Uh, winner gets $100. No, that's not true. We I, I threw that out to Drew, and he gave me no answer. So I've, I so feel we're like we're not that. organized enough to do that. So, But, when, <laughs> but what we are going to do, if you're up for the challenge, I'm going to start the stopwatch. We have five minutes or less to go back and forth and pick a Two Beers podcast bracket. Okay, what are we gonna start up in the upper in the upper left west? I'm just I'm gonna just gonna I'm gonna uh, you're gonna go I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna shout them out. We got five minutes, and if we don't finish in five minutes, then we just I'm just gonna randomly select whatever. Do you do you have a blank bracket to to fill out while we? I have go? it online. I'm on ESPN right now. Oh okay. wait, do I have to log in? I will take a picture of it. 
Okay. Like, are you? Are, can we actually do this? Or are you just flapping your gums over there? No, I have it. It's gonna. It's ah oh, shit. Do I have to log in to save this? Oh, no, no. I'm gonna do it. I'll take a picture. Then I'll just do it when I'm logged in. <laughs> you ready? Who's going first? You're gonna go first. We're, we're gonna, in the upper. We're in the upper. Left I'm gonna read them out. I'll, I'll control this. So you don't have to be unorganized. I'm gonna read it. All right. You ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Gonzaga, Georgia State. Zags. I'm taking Memphis. Gonzaga, Memphis. Gonzaga. Yukon, New Mexico State. We're going to go Yukon. Arkansas, Vermont. Vermont. I'm going to take Yukon. Gonzaga, Yukon. Gonzaga. All right. Alabama versus the winner of Rutgers, Notre Dame going on right now. Alabama. All right. Take a Texas Tech over Montana State. Alabama, Texas Tech. Alabama. All right. I'm going to take Michigan State over Davidson. Duke, uh, CSU, Fullerton. Duke. Okay. I'm going to take Duke over Michigan State. Alabama, Duke. You take them because I took I, – I No, go. It's your turn. Duke. Oh, Alabama. Ah, Jesus. God, you're already effing this up. All <laughs> right. We're going to go. We're going to go to the south. Arizona, Wright State. Zona. I'm going to take Seton Hall over – the Seton Hall University over TCU. Arizona, Seton Hall. Zona. Houston, UAB. I am going to go Houston. Illinois, Chattanooga. Illinois. All right. I'm going to take Houston to upset the Illini. Colorado State, Michigan. Colorado State. I'm going to take Tennessee over Longwood. Colorado State. Oh, no. Yeah. Colorado State, Tennessee. 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 Ohio State, Sister Jean. I'm going Sister Jean. Nova, Delaware. I'm going Nova. All right, so I finally get one. I'm going Loyola, Chicago over Nova. There you go. Tennessee, Sister Jean. Tennessee. All right, and then we got ah ah Arizona, Houston. Gonna go Arizona. Got it. Let's okay. go down to the Midwest. Kansas, Texas Southern. Kansas. San Diego State, Creighton. I'm gonna go Creighton. Kansas, Creighton. Kansas. Iowa, Richmond. I'm gonna go Iowa. Providence, San Diego State. San Diego State. Woo! Oh, sorry, South Dakota State. South Dakota State, sorry. Uh, Iowa, South Dakota State. I'm going to go Iowa. Kansas, Iowa. Kansas. Uh, all right. LSU, Iowa State. I'm going to go LSU. Wisconsin, Colgate. Wisconsin. USC, Miami. I'm going to go Hurricanes. Auburn, Jacksonville State. Auburn. All right, I'm going to go Auburn over Miami. LSU, Wisconsin. LSU. Auburn, LSU. I'm going to go Auburn. Kansas, Auburn. Auburn. All right. Kentucky, St. Peter's. Kentucky. Oh, wait, it's my turn. Uh, No, no, no. Yeah, it's my turn. Kentucky. Murray State, San Francisco. Murray. Yale, Purdue. Purdue. Vatek, Texas. VT. All right, I'm going to take VT over Purdue. Murray State, Kentucky. Kentucky. I'm going to take Kentucky over Virginia Tech. UCLA, Akron. UCLA. St. Mary's, Indiana. I'm going to go St. Mary's. UCLA, St. Mary's. UCLA. All right. Carolina, Marquette. I'm going to go Carolina. Baylor, Baylor. Norfolk State. Baylor. Baylor, North Carolina. Me or you? It's you. Baylor. Baylor. Baylor, UCLA. Oh, UCLA, it's me. Oh, my God. Kentucky, UCLA, it's you. Kentucky. All right. 
So then we got... Kids, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Gonzaga, Alabama. <sighs> I'm going to go Gonzaga. Yep. Arizona, Tennessee. Arizona. All right. Kentucky, Gonzaga. I'm going to go Kentucky. Arizona, yeah. Auburn. Uh, I don't want an all-SEC championship. Go Arizona. And then Kentucky, Arizona. We, we got a minute. What do you think? Let's, let's collaborate this one. Let's... Let's roll your Kentucky. I love it. Let's roll it. All right. Final score? 160 points. All right. We got to do a score there. So. 81-79. 81-79. Actually, you know what? Let's go 81-75 since it's our 75th episode. Boom. There it is. Boom. Boom. Four minutes and 29 seconds. We got her done. Love it. Love it. And That's so- how you do a bracket. And somehow... Somehow we managed to get basically to this the final four we both liked. Yeah, I um. By the way, uh, in the Midwest, I actually have Richmond the 12 seed, and I have South Dakota State the 13 seed, and I have South Dakota State in the Sweet 16. By the way, that's great, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous Whew. stuff. All right, funsies. Winner, winner, chicken, effin, dinner. All right, um. Take a swig, and then let's move on to a quick MLB note. Go. Go. MLB is back. We just talked about it last week, how... Ooh, overtime! Overtime in the 11-11 play-in game. Um, But basically, you said, you know, you didn't think it was coming back. It I seemed did like not. They were ma- you, you were making a little... They were making a little progress. Lo and behold, here they are. Um, It's a deal that apparently nobody likes, but... They got it done. A um, couple big contracts right out of the bat. Uh, Schwarber going to your Phillies, right? <sighs> yes. And then uh, Chris Bryant signing a mega deal with the Rockies for six years. Seven years. Seven, oh, gosh, seven years. Um, Just a couple notes there. Like, we had to look these up, but, like, Schwarber hits more homers than you think. Like, he's he's in, the, like, the 28 to 30 range, like, every year, which is you you never would have guessed that. Yeah, we joked. It's cuz it's basically cuz he accumulates the majority of his stats in like a 7-week period and just like is incredibly below average for the rest of the season. His career on base percentage is like 345 or something like that, which is yeah, very acceptable. And his career batting average is like 220. 230, yeah. Um so that's yeah. interesting. Um and then the ghost batting average on prime night is higher than Schwarber's career batting average. Uh, is it? Yes. Oh, you're giving some, go some credit. Congrats. Yes. Um, by the way, I thought I had a sick burn on Goaf this week. Has everyone seen the clip of, um, oh, I forget her name. Like, uh, the woman at the NFL combine with the, uh, stopwatch. Oh, yeah, the stopwatch. Yeah. Yeah. She's like super into it. I was like, hey, it's Goaf's prom date. And any hoodles. Um, the Chris Bryan contract, what, seven years? And I said to you, I was like, dude, he's. He's like 29 years old. Like this, this takes him well into his 30s. You were like, nah, nah. He's he's young still. And I'm like, I thought he came in really young. He may have, but like, he's not young. When did they win the World Series? In 16? 16. I wanted to say. I don't know. So like like, six years? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, so he's 30, and so like this takes him like pretty much for the rest of his career. So Uh, my 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 guess is he won't be on Colorado for too long. 
we'll find out. I don't know. But Somehow he'll end up in the Dodgers. Well, what, what was it? Seven years for 160 or something? 180. Like 180? Oh. Yeah. Um, I still, I, I would have given him that contract. And what was Schwarber? Four years for 80? Four years for 80, yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. All right, it's a good signing. I, you know, they need, they need, some, they need some bats. Yeah, you know, still you need complain some... that they're not spending money, and then they go get Schwarber, and you're like, Egh. I mean, they still need some some bullpen. I, I would have liked to see Schwarber and Bryant. Yeah, you know, again, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend 320 millions on Bryce, like, don't you can't go cheap everywhere else. You gotta like, let's go, let's let's if we're gonna act like the Yankees of uh, the National League, well, I guess it's the Dodgers now, but if we're gonna try to compete, like, you gotta spend. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's all I really have for now. We'll we'll see as the season ramps up here. Yes, sir. Um, okay. Uh, quick note: NHL trade deadline is coming up this Monday. The what is that? The twenty first, three p.m. Uh, not going to talk about it now. We'll talk. We'll cover it next week after all the trades go down. But like, what I'm looking out for: Giroux. Where's he going? Uh, Flurry, Phil Kessel. Uh, is Patrick Kane going to get traded? And what is the Seattle Kraken going to do? Because they, they kind of set themselves up to have a lot of capital coming in. I'd imagine they still want to go get prospects and picks. So whoever they got laying around, you know, are they gonna, they're going to find people to move. Um, so that, that's all I really got uh, got my eye out for in the cool. NHL this week. Um, NBA catch and shoot. Uh, I – I'm just tossing you an open, you know, two-man game. You're wide open on the right right elbow extended. Do what you want. You know I'm crushing it. Uh, well, the Sixers got their shit pushed in by the Nets last week, so that was fun. Oof. Uh, two 60-point games, I mean, between, between Kyrie and Cat. That was some, yeah, the seven, seven 50-point games this month, which is pretty wild. I think that's an NBA record or close wow. to it. Actually, it might not. Kobe Bryant might have set that record himself. Uh <laughs> <laughs> with the Lakers back that in that one uh, run back in 06. Uh yeah, and which shock the of course the best part of the Ben Simmons comeback was because uh, he didn't play, so I use the word comeback loosely. Uh he didn't shoot the ball during warm ups, but there was one random one random moment where he dribbled the ball from the foul line, got on the baseline, and then dunked the ball and the entire arena started cheering because he finally dunked the ball when he was wide open under the basket. So that was pretty fun. Uh Way more disappointed in the Sixers losing. They lost to the Nuggets uh, two nights ago and blew a 20-point lead, which, you know, Jokic was terrible. He was minus nine, and and B just cooked him the entire game. And But, of course, like, they end up winning. So, like, I, I just know Jokic will win MVP, and I'm just going to be so pissed. So, awesome. Thanks a lot, Sixers. Uh, the Celtics, I'm starting to, I'm starting to come around that they're going to possibly do some damage in the playoffs. Just defensively, they're just really good now. Uh, they've been streaking. They prob- I still don't know that they'll be any higher than a four seed in the East, but maybe that's okay because they may end up they, – they avoid Brooklyn in the first round and and a play-in. And, like, I still think Miami's beatable as a one seed. So that's fun funsies funsies lakers are still trash uh it's my 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 huge pet peeve with the stupid play in tournament is the lakers may potentially be 20 games under 500 and if they just get lucky could make the playoffs and a team that's 15 games over 500 gets unlucky one night and misses the playoffs so that's cool 
And I came to a theory. You know what really bothers me about the NBA nowadays, J.O.? What grinds your gears, Drew? That, like, teams blow 20, 25-point leads. Like, you see that, like, three times a week, maybe more. And I'm just like, man, why is that? And now some people would be like, oh, everyone's just so skilled now. That's why, like, no lead is safe. And I'm like, nah, I don't think that's it. I finally, it's, hear me out. Tell me if I'm crazy. I think it's just because people are just firing up so many more threes that a lead that balloons up quickly to like 20 points back when people, when, you know, people were taking just more twos and threes were more of a luxury. Like those leads were more like 10, 11 points and teams would like get back into games that way. So now it's just like the, the, you know, the beef up in the lead is larger because, you know, on five of those shots, you're getting one extra point. But, like, at the end of the day, like, most teams only average, like, 30% from three, which I guess that's good. And it all evens out. So if a team starts out hot and shooting, like, 60% from three and another team's just going cold, the fact that teams just keep shooting, like, quick fire-up quick threes and open looks, the other team's eventually going to even out in percentages, and so they just get back in games. What do you... You think that makes sense? Or am I just crazy? Nobody cares. I, I, man, we're definitely going to win millions in this bracket. Cause as I was thinking <laughs> about this, as I was thinking about this and I was like, I, I guarantee his response is going to be some bullshit thing. Like, I, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. Bah, bah. I'm sure I'm Jordan. Bah, bah, bah. Nobody cares. Drew. It's, it's the NBA, a 20 point lead on a Tuesday night in the NBA. Who gives a flying F? Yeah, that's probably, that's probably fair. Actually um, accurate. Now uh, your reasoning is very sound. Okay, that's that's okay. all I care to elaborate. Um, yeah, that's all I got. We're in the stretch run, man. We're uh, about to. Oh, we're about, man. Just enjoy enjoy these one week of pods while while they last, because we're we're about to be going to three or four a week. With the with the two for ones, bro. Wow, Celtics are up twenty on the Warriors right now. That's wild. And it's about to get blown because of all Oof. the threes. <laughs> um, okay. Now, Love. everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Are you ready? Let me get. Oh, let me swig this real quick. I can't tell if Ron Harper Sr. is crying or maybe he like just stubbed his toe. Um, Sorry, go ahead. My bad. Let me know when it's when it's ready. In three, two, one, go. Last week was Phoenix. Not as great of a race as we expected, but a great finish. The two-boo crew was in great position with the last 20% of the race to go. Ryan Blaney was the dominant car, plus 1,200. He was our pick, but no. Chase Briscoe picked up his first ever win holding off two other drivers who were also looking for their first win after there was a restart with about five laps to go. This week is Atlanta, one-and-a-half-mile oval with steep banking, kind of a cookie cutter but kind of quirky in a couple ways. Nobody knows uh, what's going to go on here. The odds are all over the place. We're going to go with Blaney, 10-1, to Larson, 10-1, to Reddick, 16-1, to Austin Dillon, 30-1. to Last week we lost four units. Uh, we were able to get one unit on Kyle Larson and still be okay. So we're negative 11 units on the season. Oof. We only have one race, one win in four races. Not so hot. We're gonna try and change that around this week. Nobody cares, NASCAR. Oh, <laughs> uh, somebody's hurt over there. Somebody's feelings are hurt. Uh, you cut me deep, bro. You cut me deep, <laughs> dick. <laughs> okay, now 
the parlay. We are on a roll. Yes. We both missed it again. Uh, you brought up a good suggestion that maybe we should just stop doing this. <laughs> We're so bad. Uh, we really right, this, are. This, this is our last gasp. It's it's March Madness. This is our last gasp. Okay. I'm going with the first game of the tournament. I'm I'm loving this. I dude, we are winning millions. Go. First game of the tournament. Money line. Colorado State over Michigan. 12-15 on Thursday. I'm going last game of the tournament. Go Pirates to cover. <laughs> Or whatever the, I don't know whatever the whatever the final spread ends up being we're going pirates. Okay, well uh, do you, you uh, do you have what the spread was? I think they're two point favorites right now, but that could easily change to them being two point underdogs. All right, if you give me a second day, I can I can try and confirm that. Um, okay, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, small amount of peas. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Seton Hall is a one-point favorite on this app. Roll so, it. Okay. Love it. Colorado State is uh, – here's my thing. Colorado State is plus one. So, like, why would I take the plus one? I'm just going to take them to win, right? Right. Like, why would I take plus one? You'd have to be an asshole to do that. I guess I guess I get a push. But, like, why do I – like, like I'll just I'll just take the extra juice and just do the money line. If the juice is worth the squeeze. Bingo. Nailed it. Can't Bingo, wait. Bingo, bongo. Let's go. Parlay. All right. Finish any remaining beer ones that you got. Should we? Uh, you don't You don't, You don't. don't want to talk about the NFL, right? And like Brady and retiring and all that nonsense? Uh, well, you just brought it up. So what do you want to say about it? I don't know. Am I Am I just being an old man thinking like this? this the Brady thing is stupid that he like he he announced a retirement when there was no reason to do it only to then be like oh uh i changed my mind i love it am i i don't know one of my but one of my buddies was like oh like who are we he can do what he wants blah 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 like he shouldn't have to worry about it. it's like I, I don't know like obviously tom brady knows how good he is and he's you know the greatest probably the greatest quarterback ever like announcing your retirement is going to lead to all these like you know my videos and coverage about you know how great you are and blah 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 and you know like it almost seems like he just wanted an attention an attention grab because he wasn't in the super bowl i don't know i i just i just think it's incredibly that stupid weird i just think it's stupid I, I don't know zero point to it um i i don't know i i hope he plays till he's 50 yeah. I, I, I don't i didn't want him i didn't want him to even i didn't want him to retire i just think listen like what the hell like why why even make that announcement um i don't know but any hoodles uh yeah, yeah look, so. I, like one of my least favorite things to do is talk about the nfl in march no nah, i know I'm, i know von miller signed with the bills though Yes, I mean talk about as much as you want. I don't. Been care. a lot of been a lot of guys. I don't like, have re- a lot of opinions. There's right been now. a lot of guys reneging on deals, which is kind of weird. Really? Yeah, like Von Miller, not Von Miller. Um, McKissick agreed to with the Bills and then decided to go back to Washington. Uh, Gregory <laughs> agreed to terms with Dallas and then then went and signed up with a new team. I don't. It's weird. I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen it happen once in free agency, or at least it be made a big deal. And now it's two in like two days. I don't know. Steelers are getting Mitch Trubisky, so 
There you go. Uh, and what's his face? Miles Jack. Miles Jack. Yeah. Baker uh, prematurely I- thanked the fans of Cleveland. That's funny. Um. That's funny. I just, I just really want to get the beer too. We go, have good go, beer too. let's go. Snap them. Right. Smoke them if you got them. Positions. Three, two, one. Uh, inspired by our Irish friend Michael Tully, I'm drinking a Guinness. Guy sucks. What do you got? Another broken skull, boy, bro. Boy, bro. Yeah. Boy, bro. I should. I could just serve this on tap, basically. With how much of it that I have. <laughs> just dump it into like, Just write a keg. A I'm sure I could do that, right? Just write a keg and just dump like, it in there and then yeah. just put it on tap. It'd be pretty gross. That's so funny. Um <laughs> How did that happen? Oh my god. That's amazing. <gasps> that's oh as, that's as fun as them missing we, that dunk we, we, So we have this okay, before we start beer two, we have this eleven eleven game on. Rutgers up by one with thirty twenty five seconds to go. They got to inbound uh, and then try to run out the clock. They turn it over on the inbound and Notre the Dame most, takes the, it the, in the, the, for the, an uncontested the, layup to go up by one with 19 seconds remaining. A- amazing. I, just like the most ridiculous pass. Love it. <laughs> like, what are you doing there? What are you doing? Oh, it's so good. Uh, great uh, coaching. You had three guys standing in the corner. Oh, my God. Any hoodles. Let's 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 focus on beer too. Sorry, good. that's good. The what Batman. are we doing? What are we what are we what are we doing? The Batman. Wait, what do you mean wait, we we're doing? doing what? The Batman? What are you talking about? It was good, so we both saw it in theaters. We we drove we drove and saw it together, uh, in um uh in um uh, what am I trying to say? Not Hershey, Harrisburg, uh, Harrisburg. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. That actually. did not happen. We saw it separately. But uh, by the way, oh, we're getting distracted here because Rutgers just came and hit a three, and now tie- take it in for game tying layup. Oh, they hit it. Uh, 2.7 seconds left. They inbound it, and they're going to hit a half-court shot. and it goes Double overtime. Time. Yeah, let's uh, focus. The Batman. Focus. Don't focus short time Batman. Twilight. Oh, so good. So, so we did so not end up watching it together. No, we saw it separate. Um, Three-hour extravaganza. Um, you know, if, if you haven't seen it yet, the non-spoiler version is, I'll say it is... Uh, it focus, focuses around the Riddler, um, and it is a combination of, I'll say, um, the Batman, the Departed, and an Agatha Christie novel. It was mystery, it was detective skills, it was Batman, it was dark, it was emo, it was very, very good. You uh, know what's crazy? No, I don't. We reviewed 
the trailer for this in like episode six of the podcast. No, no, no. Yeah, no it way. was one of the first times we did like the trailer previews, dude. Get out! No way. Yeah, because it got then it got yeah yeah for sure, totally totes. Like epi- like like actual episode six? No, I mean um I it was definitely one of the first ten episodes where we did like the pre like the preview reviews. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. So I don't. I'm I'm terrified to actually click on the descriptions and afraid that I'm going to mess up our recording of this episode <laughs> on the cast website. But yeah, it was yeah, it was early. Good. We did it we because we did it for the um what do you call it? We did it like two weeks before Fat Man came out. So we started in October 2020, the podcast. Yeah. Fat Man came out late November, early December 2020, and we did the preview for that. Um, it's accurate. Don't worry. You don't have to check. It's accurate. Episode six. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, not the exact episode, but in like the first like 10 episodes, we did the trailers. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I'm looking for. Anyway, sorry, I don't want to digress from talking about the yeah, movie. Yeah, whatever, whatever. But yeah, we're like That's seventy episodes. We're like seventy episodes in. It finally came out. Listen, I, I, as soon as they announced Pattison was going to be Batman, uh, I was, I had tons of faith that he was going to crush it after seeing him. Just knowing that he were any anyone that works with Nolan, I just assume is just going to be a great actor for the rest of their lives. Whether I'm right or wrong, sometimes it sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. I, I thought Patterson would be great. Uh, I thought he was really good in this version of the Batman, darker, more mysterious. Took on the a true detective, like the detective uh, portion of Batman, not just um, you know the Christian Bale. That's I think a little bit more aggressive version of Batman. Um, I thought he, I thought he was really excellent. I thought Colin Farrell, I think, is finally, finally, once he decided that he or realized he wasn't, uh, you know, his niche was in more supporting roles versus lead actors. I think he's just blossomed as a, uh, as an artist. I thought he was really great as the Penguin. The makeup on him was fantastic. Like you yeah. honestly can't even yeah. tell it's him. Um, Selena Kyle was good. That's Lenny Kravitz's, you know, Zoe Kravitz, so Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Um, she was, uh, yeah. She, I mean, she was good. Uh, you know, it was, yeah. Eh. I mean, the the plot line with her was, you know, a little forced at times, but I I still enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, the dude that played the Riddler, I uh, I really liked him him as well. So I thought that I thought the acting was really good. You know, the the plot the plot I thought was good. It was you know again just unmet the Riddler trying to unmask you know massive corruption dating back twenty years in Gotham. And his little ploys to try to uh, get the it Batman was, to help him. It was fantastic. Like I like I said, it was it was part Agatha Christie mystery and part like the Departed, the, like Tangled Web. Part was, Sherlock Holmes. Part Sher- Yeah, it was. It was the plot was fantastic. It it really was. Um, I'm trying to think what else did I. I really enjoy in the in the flick. Uh, should, should we just get into? Do you, you just want to get into the ratings? Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I want to talk more about the movie. Okay, go for it. What, what was your favorite part of the movie? What you like the best about Ooh, it? Um, I wasn't prepared to answer that, but um, 
um, I like, uh, I just, I just liked the whole, like, him leaving cards for the Batman, and, like, stringing Batman along, like, clue after clue, and I liked how, even after he was detained, he still, like, had more, like, um, more basically steps to the plot to his plot um specifically there were a couple there was i'd say two moments of actually good humor um one was with um like you said the penguin like underneath the bridge uh with there gordon was, and batman yeah there, there was some there was some fun, the guy who played gordon was really good too by the way yeah um, i've always forget his his name he's a he's a he's in westworld he's i mean he's in a bunch of stuff he's excellent um, and so that scene was pretty funny, but also where they uncovered the video of, um, the, uh, uh, the Riddler, like recruiting all those people. Yes. And, and I just, the video just cracked me up cause it just was so typical, like, 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 uh, like YouTube subscriber, like, Hey, like he starts out. Hey guys, uh, thanks again for the video. Uh, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like my kids watch this YouTube stuff, and that's all I hear all the time is, "Hey guys, thanks for clicking <laughs> on the video." And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I liked I, before they started showing the plot. Like I was laughing at some of the comments, like rifles are good. I'm like, yeah, some asshole would just leave a random comment like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Based on the crowds, that was really funny. Um, the car, the the chase scene between uh, Penguin and Batman. Oh, that was good. Yeah, was awesome. It was. I, I've you know, if you watch the trailers, obviously that was pretty much you know revealed in the trailer that scene. But even with it, it was still pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, I also liked. I thought the intro to him was really good in the, uh, you know, in the subway. When he comes out, when he comes out of the, uh, when he comes out of the shadows, yeah, after like, fun. yeah, after his whole speech where it's like, you know, the signal. I, I I liked how it was like, listen, like it's two years into him being Batman, we didn't have to do the whole okay, let's show his parents being murdered, let's show, you know, let's show yeah. all the stuff we already Good know. Call. Good call. Yeah, he basically got into it as if he was like, you know, writing memoirs, which you know probably isn't a good idea when you're a vigilante like it could be you know brought up against charges to be writing that shit down but i like the way they i like the way he narrated kind of where he was in the batman path yeah and then to have him just come right in there and you just see him uh for a see second as, it felt like they were about to go like backwards and and really like, replay the whole like his parents death and i was like really we already know this but they didn't yeah it was there. good like i said good. And i yeah. Me and me and uh, the guys I saw with Teddy and uh, KL, we were like, I want. They probably took that out as the Spider-Man movie where they just decided, okay, we don't. This is the third iteration of Spider-Man. We don't need to show uh, Uncle Ben getting murdered. Yeah, you know, we all kind of know it at this point. So I, I thought that was really good. Um, I really enjoyed Pattison and Circus. I thought all their scenes together were really good. I like their. Uh, yeah. I I really enjoyed their their chemistry and. Uh, I usually like is it John Turturro who played uh, Falcone? Yes. Yeah. I he was the only guy that felt a little out of place, like he was in a different movie. Oh, really? A little bit. I don't know. I uh, I, I would have liked somebody. Uh, I that may I would have had some different casting for his role, but um, yeah. I thought just, it was, I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fine. 
Yeah, he was. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was excellent. The writing was great. Uh, the only casting I was a little bit off on, not not that much, but was um, Selena Kyle was Zoe Kravitz, and like the sh- honestly, shame on me because the whole time I I kept thinking like this should be Zendaya, like Zendaya would be better, and like <laughs> <laughs> like shame, I, and and like I, I'm a, I'm a closet Zendaya fan, like. I used to, I I actually used to t- tune in and watch her show on Disney as an adult because I thought it was good and I was like trying to get my daughter hooked on it. Like, how many like, how, how many how many superhero uh, shows could movies could she be in? Right? Yeah. What? Oh, because she's in. What one is she in now? Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, she's MJ in Spider Man. Yeah. See. Um. Well, that's me just being behind on Marvel, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was just like, this, this should just be Zendaya. But anyway, um, and again, shame on me for just typecasting someone who looks exactly like the person that they used. But I just that's just my closet Zendaya love. Yeah. Um, um, little Joker cameo, even though you didn't actually see him. There was a little scene with him and the Riddler that was. Well, you uh, saw I, his, the side of his face. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it wasn't like him in there. Appara- apparently, there was a scene that was a deleted scene that was cut that actually had Batman talking to the Joker to try to find out about the Riddler. Hmm. But they cut they cut that because they didn't want to. I guess I guess three hours was enough. They didn't want to take it into another fifteen yeah. minute direction. Three, three hours and three minutes was too much. Um, and oh, I just had one more thing before I beer burped that <laughs> I, I enjoyed. What any? So I know I know your main thing that you didn't like, but for me, I didn't like. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny the scene where and spoiler alert. The scene where the district... I think it's the district attorney. We're so far into the spoilers. Spoiler yeah. Alert. Oh, guys, spoiler alert. My bad. The district attorney, when he uh, <laughs> when he's in the church, and uh, you know he's got the bomb around his neck, and it goes off, and Batman gets knocked unconscious, and then he's taken to police headquarters. Like, are we really to believe that nobody would take his mask off while he's unconscious? Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. <laughs> um. I thought that was a little absurd, you know. Like at least I think I think I think in the at some point the Michael Keaton Batman they like had his like mask like wired to electricity or something silly, where somebody wouldn't just be able to do that. I thought that was a little foolish. Uh, but that scene, the scene of him getting out of the police station and then flying over the city was dope. Like the yes. cinematography was so good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and then I didn't. You, we, you, you and I joked about it. We both whiffed on. We thought the whole thing about the Riddler. One of the pieces was that you know Bruce Wayne's father, as he was running for mayor, uh, worked with Carmel Falcone to get a basically a dirt sheet reporter murdered. Um, oh my God, what a shot! Uh, had him murdered to cover up a story about. Uh, Martha Wayne being, you know, in a mental institution and some some dirty family history. And you and I both thought that, oh, well, the Riddler is obviously going to be this guy's son who they had killed. And that's yeah, why he's we, we doing this. we both thought that he would be the reporter's son. Yeah. yeah uh, total whiff. It, it turns out that the Riddler is just a random orphan who was, you know, part of Wayne, the Wayne's um, campaign that uh, – you know, was that you know to help help the orphans in Gotham, which obviously after he died, you know, it just went to shit and just basically became the slums and like a drug house. Uh, I, I was because I was the, I was just like, okay, so how did he then f- uncover and find out all this all this stuff just because he was a, a forensic accountant? Like, how does all this connect? 
I thought that was you know you, you had three hours and that we didn't kind of tie a bow on. Yeah, that's a good point. How did how did the Riddler actually stumble on all this? Yeah, like I could see I could see some of the like some of the you know some of the monies and uncovering the renewal program. Um, but yeah, that was that, that those were the only two point. complaints I, didn't even I had. Think about that. Now I'm annoyed. Like they didn't even. <laughs> well, they it's did a good, not I, even I, like I get it. He was a forensic accountant, so you could totally understand how he could uncover like that the renewal program was being used as a slush fund in money laundering. But like, how do you then connect them to murdering this account to the, their reporter and all that other stuff? But anyway. Yeah, I yeah. have no idea. That's that's now I'm annoyed. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And your your main beef with the movie. Uh, I don't really have a main beef. I just not a some, beef, but you know, once... I just have some picking nits. I really want to get in the get it. I'll I'll address it in the uh, in the ratings. Let's all right. Let's go to the ratings. Let's do it. Go go. Let's, let's, do, let's it. do it. Go to the ratings. The two. Wait, what do we call this? The two brew uh, rating system. Yeah. The two brew rating system. Okay. Excuse me. Acting. What do you got? <sighs> I got a three. I thought everybody knocked it out of the ballpark. Um, I agree. I gave it a 2.9. I knocked it down 0.1 only because they – this is probably my biggest beef. Maybe this is what you were asking. No, it's um, not. They, they didn't really give Pattison an opportunity to do more with the character. Like, he pretty much – barely got above a whisper the entire three-hour movie like there was one and i specifically paid attention the... <laughs> there was ahead. there was one scene with selena kyle while she was started to like walk away run away where he was just like yelled something out to her and other than that he barely got above a whisper which is like they they were trying to make it dark and emo and mysterious but like i I just wanted them to give him a chance to have a greater acting range. Like he had, he did like the Jason Bateman where like Jason Bateman just goes, "Mm, yeah, Jonah. Mm, Yeah, bud. Let's not do that. Uh, Wendy, Wendy. Like and that's the whole like acting range for the entire series. Like that, they kind of just kept Pattison like right there the entire movie. And I was like, ah, come on, come on, come on. Give me a little anger. Give me some frustration. And he just kind of like just stayed in that whisper zone. And I was like, all right. Uh, it's funny because the only time he would have actually had that was the scene where the bomb goes off in Wayne Towers and like he's like yelling and screaming in the car, but they like drowned it out to like have that like entire like eight <laughs> second sequence be like silent. Which is <laughs> <laughs> funny that you say that. Um. Okay. Next category. Writing. Uh I- three. Three. Yeah. It three. was just. It was just very well done. Like, the, the, no, zero picking nits on that. Uh, plot. Uh, I gave it a 2.7. Really? I gave it a 3. I just thought it was so well done in terms... Like I said, I just I just say it's it's Batman meets Sherlock Holmes meets Agatha Christie meets The Departed. Like, I... My, I, I and I just I docked at the point three for this whole Riddler thing. That's 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 a good call. I, that's I, it because I just was I, like, wait, so how did all that? And, and not that not that it's not plausible, but it's like 
Okay, we went for three hours. Like, we can't take the two extra two minutes to figure out how he put, how the Riddler put all the connections together. Like, found the dirt on. And again, I'm just put, I'm just putting the forensic accounting thing to how it all started. Like, I don't even know they didn't actually confirm that. I just assume that's how it kind of like you know, unraveled. Yeah, no, they didn't. That I'm, I'm annoyed that I gave it a three, but you're right. So. Uh, but uh, I still, even I still may have given it a three anyway, just because it was so good. Um, yeah. Okay. Feel slash genre. I gave uh, it. A, oh, go ahead. Uh, for me, it's a three. I gave it a two point nine. Um, I took off the point one, just because visually it was just very dark, and so like they wanted to make it dark to fit the, the the emo theme and like it was most of the scenes were like raining nighttime even when it was daytime there was like no sunshine there was no brightness in any of the shots um and so like it was very noticeable how dark it was on screen and the, the at least the theater I was in like a lot like a lot of times like the corners and even like the edges of the screen were just like blurred black and i was just like it's like i'm watching a smaller screen like you could feel your eyes like kind of straining it was so dark like it was it was like like it could have used a little bit of brightness just to show a little contrast like that was again i'm that's a little like picking nits but it was almost like too much visually like dark to be enjoyed like aesthetically it was just kind of kind of too much but i loved it all give me as much darkness <laughs> darkness washed over <laughs> gotham square garden <laughs> uh okay um last category rewatchability i gave it a 2.75 uh, honestly it could be a three it's just that it, it's just that it was three hours so like yeah i i i gave it, it a 2.8 for the same reason like you could, you could, like, I would watch it again. I will watch it again. I'm excited to watch it on, like, my high-quality television that's going to pick up those dark blacks and, and, like, show a lot more detail, like, in the shadows. Um, in the shadows. But, like, you're signing up for a three-hour watch. Like, you're, like, you're probably, if it's your first time through, you might sit down. But, yeah. like, if it's your rewatch, you're probably going to break it up. A couple and if times. that's, and if that's on, like, TNT... I mean that's like a five and a half hour commitment with commercials. Yeah, like they'll probably cut some out. So it's probably <laughs> like it's it's gonna be a like you want to rewatch it, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a little bit of a chore to rewatch it. Yeah. Um. So my total ended up being fourteen point five five. My total was fourteen point five three. Five three. Yeah. How did you end up? With I don't know. Three? I typed it in. So our average score is 14.54. Easily the highest rated movie on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I made this note too. You're probably wondering like how it holds up to the Dark Knight. Um, Should we do that? Oh, like rate the Dark Knight? Not so where does where does this movie fall in the Batman lore? Right. So that's that's kind of where I was. I, I, I said it. It. It holds up to the dark knight trilogy in my that's what i said um it was a totally different vibe 
Um, this was, this was, at times the emo was, like I said, maybe a little bit overdone. Ooh, um, but they kind of make up for it with just, I, I just thought the plot was so excellent. And like the yeah. detective side of it I, was so cool. Um, I still, I still I don't have... know that I put it above any of the Dark Knights, but it's right there with them. I think that Ledger makes the Dark Knight still the clear cut number one. Which is funny, right? Because we're talking about it's Batman, but it was really the Joker that really sets that movie apart. So I think I still have the Dark Knight as one. I think I would put this movie ahead of Batman Returns, which is my number two Batman of all time movie. Oh wow! Yeah, I I think I would I think I would probably put it ahead of that. I I think I put Pattinson ahead of Bale as far as Batman. But Keaton he, to me is still the goat. Really, you still put Keaton above both? I, yeah, I just think I just think Keaton captured the duality See, of, I of was Batman about and this, Bruce Wayne just I, more than anybody. I was thinking about this too, and I think for people our age, I think that the nostalgia factor of Keaton and like watching it as a kid plays a role. Which for me, I'll say, I did. I I don't. I never watched it the whole way through as a kid. Like, I always watched bits and pieces, and then it wasn't until I was an adult, like, recently, that I watched it all the way through. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't see why people put Keaton above, like, Bale. And I just I'll, think I, I think Keaton was just the best combination of both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Okay. Um, like I, I just I I just think when you look at when you look at that as from the character, I, I just think Keaton captured both had the best blend of both characters. And see, my as a kid, my biggest exposure to Batman was the cartoons. And the yeah. cartoons were very dark and Batman would some of the cartoons Batman had the same voice, but a lot of the cartoons Batman had the dark voice. And so when I saw Bale bust out the dark voice, I was just like Oh hell yes! And like a lot of people make fun of that, of that part, but I love that. It's a little much. And, and where is he? Yeah. Uh, I never had a chance to thank you. Where is he? Have to. Um, and you'll never have to. But um, <laughs> but this, like I said, the like the whispering Batman of Pattison. If they gave Pattison more material and like a wider range. I'd probably go with Pattison, but because his range was just so narrow and, and Bale actually had a chance to be like introspective, angry, like enraged, uh, calm, like defeated. Like there was a lot of different emotions that that Batman and that, uh, Bruce Wayne went through that I kind of enjoyed. Um, so I, I'm I'm saying I I don't know I'm saying it's a coin flip between Pattison and Bale. Yeah, I I still have Keaton there, and it's, it's yeah to me it's yeah it's close Pattison and Bale. I I think I probably I put Pattison. Pat it it, it would be hands down if uh, Pattison would have had the the haircut from Tenet in this as Bruce Wayne. I probably oh, would have oh, I, I probably would have put him over the top. I I need to rewatch Tenet. That was he went way too the hair the hair went, the hair was just way too emo. The hairdo. Uh, 
Yeah, then, yeah like I said, he, he had the the black makeup around the eyes, which was for the the Batman costume, obviously. But when he took the Batman co- costume off and he was Bruce Wayne, half the time he was just chilling with that black eye makeup, <laughs> <laughs> just to like really drive home like the emo part of it. <laughs> oh man, that's that's fun. That uh, was yeah. all kinds of funsies. Uh, but yeah. yeah, definitely recommend seeing it. I went and saw it by myself. It was glorious. Oh, but- dude. It was so, uh, ah, God, so good. All right. Um, well, Drew, um, I think that about wraps us up. This, this is usually, usually the part of the podcast where, you know, we give our, um, oh shoot. Hold on. I lost my, no, no. Oh, we're totally, we're totally, this is part of the show. It's not like we're unprepared and didn't have stuff ready. We're just, you know. Fun, fun. We're aiming for, uh, we're aiming for fun. Go for one minute prom night. Go for one minute prom night. <laughs> Teddy loves LeBron. Teddy loves LeBron. Uh, what else do we have? What else? What else material can I recycle while you get ready for this? No, where did I had it? I had it. Okay, I got it. Um, sorry. No, Drew. We usually go to our our phrases, but wanted to do a little bit different send off on this time around. Okay. Oh wait. Oh 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 oh. Uh, Lebron. Uh, Lebron. Lebron. <laughs> Lebron. Lebron. Oh, you're funny. Well, survey says. Survey says. Okay, here we go. I got One it. more <laughs> for the good guys. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.